Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is episode 18. I am your host, Rick Verbanis. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Bob Lucius. Bob, what's up? Hey, Rick, Rick, Rick! I'm so excited for tonight, Rick! I know, right? Uh, And we're also joined by one of our uh, comic book Facebook group um, members, uh, longtime member, uh, Ash. Hey, Ash. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, well, you know, we know you are a self-proclaimed Bucky uh, fan, uh, the biggest one out there. So, of course, if we're going to do this uh, episode, it made made absolute sense to bring you on board. Like I said, this is going to be totally different. We, uh, we're we going to just chat about the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode one, which uh, just came out this weekend. Um, and we're, uh, we're going to give our feedback. Um, and just want to remind everybody uh, who's listening, um, there's a couple ways that you can give your feedback. You can join us on the Captain America Comic Book Fans Facebook page uh, or you can uh, leave us a voice message. You can go to our Anchor page, which you can find the link in uh, the show notes, whatever podcast that you're listening on, and uh, leave a message up to 60 seconds, and uh, maybe we'll play you on one of our episodes. So we'd love to hear back from you. All right, guys. uh, All that said, where do we start? I mean, uh, you know, I'm a huge MCU fan. Obviously, my favorite hero is Captain America, um, and certainly thought Chris Evans was uh, awesome as Captain America and uh, will be sorely missed. And so I've been really looking forward to this, um, to to see where the story goes, right? Because uh, we've got his two closest allies, his longtime friend, uh, Bucky Barnes, from his childhood, um, and then we've got his newer friend and ally, Sam Wilson. And then we're even going to get in a little bit later into the series, uh, maybe uh, a little bit of his love interest in um, Sharon Carter. So I, I'm thrilled uh, because in my, my initial reaction uh, was, you know how it is when you, when you really look forward to something, like it can only go downhill? To me, this this absolutely uh, met my expectations. Yeah, Rick, I I, I mean I agree with you 100 percent there. I, uh, you you got to be careful with uh, managing expectations, you know. And and I know a lot of folks when WandaVision came out, a lot of folks were a little disappointed at the slow burn of that that series, and it really paid off in the end. I mean, I love that entire series; it really paid off. But uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, man, it really it jumped, you know, two boots in first episode. Right. I mean, it, it, was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, I have to agree about the expectations. Uh, I have been so excited about the show, looking forward to it for it's been almost two years since it's been announced and it's been on my mind pretty much the whole time. So I, I had kind of low expectations at first because I love these characters so much. I love the story. I didn't want to be disappointed. And then the more promo they did, uh, the more I, we started learning about the show, I just found myself allowing myself to get more and more excited. And I was not disappointed at all. Yeah. And, and I a hundred percent agree with that opening scene, just jumping right in. And listen, I really enjoyed uh WandaVision. I was, I gave it, you know, high ratings, uh, really enjoyed it, but this is a completely different feel, right? This is, this is picking up where 
uh, Avengers Endgame left off. And, and I mean, they both did, but this one had that that same feel. And and part of it too was um, that that n- not the opening opening scene where Sam is is giving up uh, the shield to the Smithsonian, but that first action scene, mm-hmm. right? I mean, to me, I mean, it was like it was like the beginning of a James Bond film, right? And that that first scene that kind of grabs you with all that action. But part of it was the the music. Uh, so the composer Henry Jackman uh, is back, right? He did. Uh, I want to say he did the second and third Captain America movies. Yes. Uh, so it still had it, it brought back that feeling, uh, and he did. He's done a lot of movies. I mean, but uh, but but it brought back that feeling from those those Cap films. Um, so you, it's almost like you didn't skip a beat. It, it's like it just picked up where where the where the movies left off. And they used um, some of the old music too. They brought back that Winter Soldier uh, kind of anthem. Um, that they play when Winter Soldier's on screen, and they even used a little bit of um, when Falcon first shows up in the Winter Soldier with his wings. They do like kind of a guitar riff, and yeah. they they used that, and I got so excited by that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved the first action sequence, and I think the biggest difference between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier is um, this one is kind of like a it's like a six hour movie, um, right. whereas WandaVision was more ep- by episodes. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. Well, and- and and I would say too, like, I mean, these are going to be somewhere between 45, 50 minutes each, right? So we got six of them. So we're going to end up getting somewhere between four and a half, five hours, I think, total. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's it's going to feel, it, it has a lot of time to to build that character development that we didn't have before. Indeed, indeed. And, and I think it's worth noting that this, uh, I think the, the showrunner has said that this takes place about six months after uh after endgame oh was it okay i, yeah. I know yeah. in the in the show they referenced uh it was a few months so uh but but in either case um yeah it, it's it's picking right up where it left off so uh so in that first step you know you mentioned that first scene uh rick uh, how about uh the return of uh leap leap yes <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I kind of yeah. wanted him to say that at some point. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. It, <laughs> what are your it, thoughts uh, on that, man? Oh, it was, again, James Bond. I just felt like, you know, it felt like one of those scenes where, you know, being in the sky, I mean, come on. I mean, that was just, that made for a whole nother level, just being up in the sky because it was so cool. And, um, you know, Batroc was there uh, with his, I mean, he even had like a little bit of that purple and gold you know, uh, on his, his uniform to kind of give, you know, an, uh, an homage to the, the comic book costume. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really cool. And of course he's still alive, right? He, he was able to, you know, oh, oh God, gosh, you know, I forgot to say something. Oh, by the way, anybody, um, spoiler alert, <laughs> For, Bob, I'm going to have to give a little extra intro in the beginning I, I maybe so maybe so but if you're fool enough to, to listen to this podcast before watching the episode you know <laughs> yeah that's true so um anyway um so yes i thought uh you know it, that scene it just it just it, it rocked man uh and then how I mean, on so many levels. And, and, and Ash, you had said uh, about how you had a little bit of guitar riff. I also heard a little bit of like a horn 
right? Where they, mm -hmm. uh, and almost like that James Bond kind of, you know, James Bond theme horn, you know, like, dun, dun, you know, mm -hmm. it's almost, you got a little bit of that too. And, um, uh, and then the way he, he used uh, Red Wing, you know. Um, I loved Red Wing in the sequence. I think that he is a lot cooler than he was when he was first introduced, um, which is great. Because, I mean, I, I got to admit, I love the actual Falcon Red Wing in the comics. So I, I've always been kind of iffy about Red Wing in the MCU. But um, they, they gave him some new features and uh, made him really cool. So I like that they did that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm looking for the Hasbro pre-order for uh, the the Red Wing for Christmas. I, I'm oh, yeah? sure that'll be out in time. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the uh, you know they've done the series of helmets and of course the uh, the shields. I'm, I'm hoping Red Wing's going to be uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, on the horizon for us. What do they call those things um, uh, that are out now? The um, you know people get a little hovering thing with their cameras and a. They, the drones, uh, right? The drones, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They did. They didn't make a Red Wing version of of a drone. How and, awesome would that be? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Without the missiles. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I was very excited about the initial uh, action sequence. I love seeing Betrock back, but I got to tell you, I was a little disappointed in two things. One, he he didn't have the fancy mustache. I thought, you know, a little nod to mm -hmm. fans might, might have been good. But he also seemed a bit more hard edge than uh, the Batroc we have uh, grown to know and love in the comics. Well, yeah, there's definitely a difference. I don't think it was any different from his character in Winter Soldier. Right, you know, right. He was, right. you know, a, a mercenary kind of um, cutthroat. Um, so that was, and, and that's a good point. I mean, because I, I remember watching i've watched it twice and the first time i watched it i remember when sam burst into the plane and then uh he hit that one guy out the window and it was like well he just killed him yeah he got a body count in that opening sequence yeah yeah and then and then he uh you know he blew up one of the uh um, he, you know, put a little timer on the thing and it blew up one of the, the helicopters and then he made sure like, so yeah, it was like, so I struggled with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, he's not a hero. He's a soldier. There are two different things. Mm -hmm. Right. I yeah. mean, to me, one of the things about Captain America that I, I know there are a certain amount of Captain America fans out there that don't could don't think of cap the same way I do, or Bob does, and maybe you do Ash in that, you know, he's a hero and he doesn't kill. Right. There are a certain percentage out there. Like, no, he's a soldier. And, and yeah, I, I understand what it was like back when he was in world war two, he was a soldier, but since he's been revived, um, he's not. So it, I struggled a little bit with Sam. And so I, I think the way I justified it in my head was, okay, he's not a hero yet. He's a soldier. And so he's he's working for the military. He's he's doing what he needs to do against um, fellow soldiers and um, terrorists and whatever they are. Um, so that that's how I kind of justified it in my head. And I'm hoping I'm hoping by the end of the series, he he's more of a hero than a soldier. I really like what you said about Cap. Just, um, yeah, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Right. 
And I think, I mean, I, that, I mean, that's really an astute analysis, Rick. And I hate to, mm-hmm. I, you, know, you know, I don't like to throw compliments around too easily. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that was, I mean, that was spot on. And that's something that yeah. I couldn't quite put my finger on. But now that you've sort of enunciated it, yeah, I get it. You know, and you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm from that background, right? And, uh, and it was a soldier, at least you know, me, as a Marine, I see there's a difference between civilians and there's a difference between those who have you know, signed on the dotted line on one side or the other, you know, soldier mm-hmm. to soldier, or, you know, uh, you've, you've picked up the knife or the gun and, and you, but even Steve sees it differently than I do. Right. Cause Steve is, is, is a hero now. And he even tries to prevent the death of, of soldiers, enemy combatants. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam's not quite there yet. Right. And let's talk about that. Right. So the opening scene of the, of the first episode and the closing scene uh, both focused on Sam and his reaction to the shield, right? So the very opening scene, and, and I found this very interesting too, was that the the opening words of the series were not by anyone else, but but actually Steve Rogers, right? The opening words were Steve saying, uh, and I, I'm not, I don't remember the quote, but it was him basically saying, uh, you know, it was his Sam's shield. And, uh, so that's that right there set the tone, right? Mm-hmm. That everybody's living in Steve's shadow. And so we have the opening scene uh, with Sam's reaction to the seal, you know, we're, we're, and basically I think it was Steve said, this belongs to you, right? I think that's what mm-hmm. his words were. And at the end, uh, when he sees that the shield that he gave to the Smithsonian that uh, was going to be, because it doesn't belong to anybody, uh, and and his reaction to seeing the government, oh, going back on their word and um, not doing what uh, I guess they had agreed with with Sam and instead giving it to this new person. And and you could see Sam's reaction. Uh, and, and so I, I thought that was a very important way they framed the episode. I got a little, I mean, I got a little something different out of it. Uh, and I, I mean, I think part of it, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying that, uh, you know, they wanted this for the, for the exhibit and, uh, and eventually they sort of backtracked on that. Um, but I think, you know, I think Sam has, and I've had this discussion in other Facebook groups where there's a, there are very heated conversations about sort of the pressures on Sam, but I think Sam feels- Wait a minute. Pressure. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Your no, other I, Facebook group? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Uh, Ash, are you, Ash, are you free? I need a new partner. <laughs> That's right. I, was, I was doing research, Rick. I was, I was just strictly research. That uh, didn't mean anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's, I mean, it's, a, there's some very heated discussions. And I think, you know, I think Sam has a crisis of confidence, you know, there's this psychological phenomenon called the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where, where, you know, as, as, as good and qualified as you are objectively and, and subjectively to the people around you, you feel like you, you don't measure up, that you're not ready, that you're not worthy. And I think that's where Sam is right now. And I think, you know, he, I, a lot of people think, well, he was pressured to give that shield back for a variety of reasons. But I think he also felt like he had to give that shield back because I think he feels like he's not worthy of it, even though we all probably think he is. Well, I, I don't think we I don't think we're disagreeing at all, Bob. I think we're on the same page. I, I, I definitely. Yeah, I think Sam didn't feel worthy, which was the whole. Again, the the words were "this belongs to you," and he said, "No, you know, they don't." So, 
Um, I, I don't think we disagree at all on this. Yeah, I agree with both. I mean, Sam heavily looks up to Steve, as does everyone, because he casts such a, a large shadow. And uh, he definitely doesn't feel worthy because uh, nobody could be Captain America. I mean, let alone himself. He just was a guy at first who stumbled into his world and was like, I'm going to help you out in any way I can. I'm going to fight with you. And then all of a sudden he's given this big icon and being asked to take over and he just doesn't think that he's worthy. Uh, but I, I also really agree about it. it sets the tone of, of the whole show, especially with that last scene of them zooming in on Sam and his reaction. And he just looks devastated and heartbroken. Right. And, and, and I agree. And, and I'm also wondering if just a hint of, I made a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I acted hastily. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So let's, all right, so let's talk about Bucky, right? Because we've been talking about Sam a lot. Um, what do we think of uh, the story that that transpired with him where he is um, having nightmares? He's coming to terms with, with the things that he's done. Uh, he's trying to make amends, kind of. Um, he is talking with a... Uh, psychologist to to try to um, you know move through this, although it probably is you know the government is forcing him to do it. Um, what do we think of uh, his story in episode one? So I've been saying for years, I've been hoping and hoping that they would touch on his emotional trauma uh, in the MCO because he has a lot. I mean, he he was brainwashed and used as a weapon for decades. That has to really mess you up. And really, so far, the only um, sign of trauma or PTSD we've really seen in him was in Civil War, the, Civil War when he says, I don't know if I'm worth all this. Right. And Steve is like, what you did all those years, it wasn't you. And he says, but I did it. And uh, now we're seeing a little more of that. Um, he's sleeping on the floor, which uh, is apparently a big sign of PTSD. Um, it's kind of, I see it as kind of like a throwback to what Sam and Steve talked about in Winter Soldier when they're like, your bed, it's too soft. Mm. Yep. Um, so I liked that. That was really heartbreaking. Um, he's just really emotionally closed off. He, he doesn't want to talk to anyone about what's going on. He's lying. He just kind of, I don't think he really knows how to handle what he's feeling. He doesn't, He's so emotionally stunted. He has no idea where to even begin. Um, so it's interesting to see that unfold. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's two things that really stood out uh, for me. One, unlike in the comic books where he has Black Widow, right? Natasha has a shared experience with him, a shared lived experience going back a long time. And that's somebody that, you know, can be a sounding board, somebody that they can, he can find comfort in. In, in, the, in the MCU, he doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. He didn't have anybody anymore. And the other thing is, I really thought it was interesting how they juxtaposed that list of names, that little black mm -hmm. book list of names that he carries with 
the list of code words. Remember that book of code yes. words that would trigger uh, the Winter Soldier. So that's a nice, you know, sort of juxtaposition of these two bookends of his career as the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's a great point that he in the MCU, he was completely alone. He can't, there's no one in the world that he can relate to. And we even see a little bit of that when he's trying to um, kind of make friends and socialize and go on dates. He doesn't know how to act because he can't relate to anyone anymore. Um, and don't even get me started of I, I loved him and Black Widow in the comics and I'll be forever mad that they didn't do that in the MCU. I think there was that little uh, romantic tension going on between Steve and Natasha. Uh, mm -hmm. It seemed like in Winter Soldier for a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think I would have liked to have seen that because he does, he needs a friend. And I think I saw on uh, the, there's a Facebook page, the, the, was it the Captain America and Winter Soldier Facebook page, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I, I, it seems like <laughs> a lot of the ladies there um, uh, tend to, um, you know, have a, an affection. We'll say we'll say an affection for for Bucky. Uh, I I heard you know a lot of times like oh I just want to give him a hug, right? Yes, that is the general theme. <laughs> um, I, I want to give him a hug, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard uh, another young lady say um, when that nightmare scene where he woke up, you know, uh, and he's got his shirt off. Um, I think she said something to the effect of uh, "I've never wanted to be a bedsheet so much in my life." <laughs> <laughs> so there's a little bit there's a little bit for everybody in this show yeah yeah bucky has definitely tended to be a, a big fan favorite as far as the mcu goes yes well i give a lot of props to uh to the show for for really delving into uh not just sam and we'll talk about sam again in a minute but but, but sort of this this inner life of bucky i think it's it's great that they're exploring that in in uh, in such with such attention and care um mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I think it's really well needed. Um, he he deserves a little bit of that. Um, and then I also really loved uh, the line when he's on the date when he gets asked if he has any siblings, and he says a sister. That made me so happy because I've I've been dying to know more about his backstory in the MCU and see if it's going to align with the comics. Of course, in the comics, he has the younger sister Rebecca. And then uh, if you read his plaque in the Smithsonian and Winter Soldier, it says he's the oldest of four. I've never liked that. So I think they kind of just made that up. So I think it's kind of cool that we're getting more into that and uh, with both characters getting their backstory. Yeah, I think we're going to see, uh, uh, you know, there's been there's a lot of speculation out there, a lot of theorizing about Bucky's sibling, his sister and mm -hmm. uh, and her relationship to what's going on. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. All right. So what do we think about uh, Jacqueline Torres? I'm really excited that they're doing him in the show. Um, I, I really hoped that they would use him and bring him in because I love his character in the comics. Um, I feel like they're they're touching a lot on, of course, uh, the cap, the comics, uh, Sam Wilson or Captain America, Sam Wilson. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really hoping that they would use him because he's so big in, in that series. Uh, and I think they're doing a great job with him so far. I think they really got his personality down. Of course, his story's a bit different. He's a soldier. Uh, he's a little bit older. Um, and I'm wondering what direction they're going to go. Um, at first, I was wondering, is it just going to be an Easter egg? Is it just going to be, you know, are they just going to use his name? Um, or are they going to go the route that they did in the comics where he's going to take over as Falcon? 
Yeah. So for those who who do don't know, uh, is it Jacqueline? Am I pronouncing that right? I think it's Joaquin. Joaquin. Okay. Joaquin, I've been saying Jacqueline you. this whole time, and I I read or I listened to a different podcast earlier, and they said Joaquin, and I was like, oh, that sounds more correct. <laughs> yeah, I like Joaquin. Oh, right, let's go with that. Um, yeah. So for those who don't know, um, Joaquin was the replacement for Falcon in in the comics. Um, so that you know could be on the docket. Um, we don't know, uh, and it, I I think it, I like Danny Ramirez who's playing him. He make he's a very likable character. Um, the way he's doing that. So, uh, so we'll see. There's the, I, my, the first time I saw him, because when I didn't know that it was Joaquin, I, I, I was like, oh, this guy's not going to last. Like, you know, he's, he's a red shirt, right? He's, they're, 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 <laughs> they're introducing somebody here who's going to get, you know, oh, to make yeah. us, make us like somebody who's going to get killed or something. But now that I know that he's a character from the comics, uh, it gives me a little bit of hope that he's going to last. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, you know, and boy, speculation has gone through the roof on some mm-hmm. of those uh, books with uh, with Torres and him. So, a lot of folks are uh, pinning some high hopes that that char- character is fully developed and perhaps even has some um, some staying power within the uh, uh, the Marine Corps universe with uh, some of the other younger characters that are coming along. Right. Um, all right. Uh, other character was introduced here, but very very briefly at the very end, we have the new Captain America. Now, for those of us who read comics, uh, we know the character of John Walker. Uh, we know that John is someone who uh, took the place of Captain America when Steve uh, resigned. And um, uh, let's just say uh, a very um, up and down story uh, as far as what um, what happened as far as, you know, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. And, and we don't know how Marvel Universe is going to assume that cinematic universe is going to play him um but what's your immediate reaction to just just a very uh i guess the very tip at the end where we, we saw him well, that's a big nope yeah. <laughs> i think i can't wait to see how this story unfolds Rick, because you know the introduction obviously got a lot of you know it generated a lot of negative commentary and yeah. uh and i think that part of that it had to have been intentional yeah and so we gotta know we gotta know where this is gonna go uh, what you know maybe the power broker has a role in this mm-hmm. I, I don't know but it's gotta go it can only go up yeah a lot of people are saying he has a very punchable face <laughs> and i think i have to agree with that but i think it was very intentional they want us to hate this guy from the start so it's it'll be interesting to see where they go with it and how they do him. Yeah, uh, and, and also you know we we he wasn't you could tell he wasn't Steve, mm-hmm. you know just from the little smugness at the end and the wink, that off-putting wink. Yes, right. Uh, and just from that alone, um, we we got a little bit of hint that yeah this guy's not going to be like Steve. Um, and I thought it was interesting too that when the um, the government was announcing him. Um, a couple of key words they used were: "This is a real person," uh, as opposed to say somebody an alien or whatever, um, whatever they meant by that. Uh, has America's values, and that the United States of America has a new hero. So this is not a hero for everyone. This is not a hero for the world. And I think that wasn't lost on Sam at the end when he was listening to that. 
No, absolutely. I think uh, those were very uh, finely calibrated uh, uh, words mm-hmm. um, about uh, about John Walker and his role. And I think John Walker, like Sam and like Bucky, will have a journey to to uh, that unfolds throughout the next five episodes. But but I think we know where that journey is beginning. Right. I liked those words when they said, uh, uh, "What was it? Regular uh, regular guy, regular person." Um, I, I guess that makes me wonder, does he have powers? Is he going to have powers? You know, um, so we'll see what they do there. Yep. All right. So let's talk about um, uh, the differences between the MCU and uh, the comic books. Um, because it's funny, uh, my my fiance, uh, she did, she, now, first of all, she watches all the MCU stuff with me um, and other genre as well um she now she doesn't get into the comics but you know she's into the the movies and the tv shows and so we're watching this and and she was honest with me she she wasn't really looking forward to this series and she said the reason being was she just you know didn't really care about sam she said you know she he's just steve's wingman there really wasn't much backstory to that um but she did admit by the end of this episode uh, she was now interested and she actually cared about the character. So, um, you know, kudos to, uh, you know, the, the, the series for, for, for job, you know, getting that job done. Um, and then, so she started asking me about the differences. She's like, or, um, she's like, Oh, so in the comics, um, was Sam in the military? No. Oh, uh, well, it was he from new Orleans. Uh, no, he was from Harlem. Oh, but his, so his dad wasn't a shrimper. No, his 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 dad was a minister. Um, and <laughs> well, um, was he was he at least black? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, that's not the only thing. I mean, really, there's no diff- there's no similarities at all between the comic book version and uh, the MCU version. I'm okay with that because I do like what Anthony Mackie has done and I do uh, how he's performed in uh, the character and I get the background um, because it's more, I think, believable and realistic than let's say, you know, the, the Sam from, from the comics thoughts. I agree. Um, I will admit that when I first heard he was going to be from Louisiana, it kind of put me off a little bit. Just uh, that was my instinct because, you know, Sam's from Harlem um, but then I learned Anthony Mackie is from Louisiana, and um, the MCU has always done that, is kind of um, integrate the actors' backgrounds into the characters. They did that when Bucky hid in Romania in Civil War. That's where Sebastian Stan is from. So that kind of made me get on board a little more. Um, also, I think um, just him being from Harlem is uh, a lot of... African-American comic book characters, I think, are from Harlem. I think it's kind of a little bit stereotypical at this point and kind of outdated. So I, I think I, I rather prefer this, if that makes any sense. You no, know, those are, I mean, those are all excellent points. And I really, I didn't know that about Mackie being from Louisiana because, mm-hmm. and that helps me, it makes it a little more palatable to me because I, I got to tell you, I, I, I was like, what the heck is going on here? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it just seems all a bit contrived. I mean, I... I kept I kept expecting Lieutenant Dan to show up on the boat, right? I mean, I didn't know what the heck, you know? And I mean, it's a big part of Sam's background in the comics that his dad was a preacher and yeah. was yeah, killed and his yeah. mom was killed. And 
and in this in this uh, in this version, you know, they died during the the five year absence apparently, and so the only thing that really sort of gels is is his sister, um, and so I you know I'm struggling a little bit with this, uh, mm -hmm. but Ash, your comments make it a little more palatable to me, and I'm willing to see where this goes because you know I I love uh, Mackie as Falcon, he's done a phenomenal job. I still wonder, you know, I'm just a military guy in me, but I'm like. Maybe they didn't want him to have the shield because, like, he broke in and stole those wings, you know, way back when. I'm like, has that ever been explained how he got away with that? You're like, he took those wings and, uh, and uh, nobody's sort of brought that up ever since, you know. They're like, point. well, he's got them. So, you know, I guess he's keeping them. But so, you know, there may be some bad blood there between the military, although they're, they're using him as a contractor now, apparently. So, there's a lot of unanswered questions that I think I hope they, uh, they tighten up those strings along the way. The other thing that, that was never explained was in the opening scene where that plane uh, was had the pilot killed and went on autopilot and then everybody left. Who landed the plane? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah. All right. We, uh, we only have uh, a little bit of time left. So I want to hear, Ash, let me hear your predictions uh, yeah, uh, on how the series is going to end up. Uh, well, I definitely think that Sam is going to end up with the shield at the end. I think that he's going to kind of have this realization of, oh, I messed up. And uh, I don't know how they're going to get uh, him and Bucky together, but they're going to obviously team up and uh, somehow take that shield back, probably pry it out of John Walker's hands. Um, and I think he's going to take over. And I think that it's going to do a good job on focusing on uh, kind of the theme of racism and um how that's going to affect Sam. All right, Bob, give me a prediction on you, uh, uh, John Walker. Oh, you, that, you pulled that one out. Okay. I was going to go with a completely different uh, John Walker. I think he's going to, he's going to, he's going to start off as, uh, as a little bit of a problem, a thorn in the side of, uh, of, of Sam and Bucky. And perhaps maybe there'll be a thorn in his side, but I think ultimately he's going to come around. I think he's going to surrender that shield to Cap. Uh, to uh, to cap, how about that as a Freudian slip to uh, to uh, to Sam? Um, but you're not gonna. I'm not gonna let you get away with uh, what's the deal with the flag smashers, Rick and Carly Morgenthau. All right. Uh, what's your prediction there, buddy? Okay, so I like the idea that flag smashers are an organization as opposed to one person. So it's almost like ultimatum, right? Uh, so it, it's it's that group. Um, and I could totally see why they are popular after five year blip um, and how people would buy into it. Oh gosh, prediction. Um, gonna say that they're they're gonna be in the backstory uh, by the time we get to the fourth episode. I think um, I think we're you know in the, the second and third episode they're gonna be front and center, but by that time I think they're just gonna be. Um, we're not going to have as much focus on them because we're going to have Zemo. All right. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to throw it out there. I think Carly Morgenthau is related to Bucky Barnes. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to see what happens. All right. Well guys, this has been a lot of fun. Ash, I, I really am glad you had a chance to come on. Um, maybe, uh, maybe we'll have you back someday. Uh, after uh, you know a little bit later in the series or whatever, and we could talk a little bit more about how our predictions are coming coming true. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you yeah. for having me. That would be awesome. It's great to have you, Ash. Thank you.
Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps up our first reaction show to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, enjoyed talking uh, about that uh, with Ash. And uh, so we appreciate her coming on. Um, and for those of you who are listening and want to learn more about Bucky and Winter Soldier uh, in the comic books, um, we got a great episode coming up for you this week. Uh, episode number 19 is going to be Bob and I reviewing the introduction of Winter Soldier in Marvel Comics. So that is going to be the Ed Brubaker series, volume five. Uh, we're going to break this up actually into two podcasts. We're going to, the first part, we're going to do um, uh, Winter Soldiers part one, two, and three, which is, um, and this came out in 2004, I want to say. Yeah. The volume started. This might have been 2005 by that point. Um, so, uh, hey, this is going to be the perfect opportunity for you to find out more about the Winter Soldier and how uh, Bucky was introduced into the comics as this character. Yeah, it's going to, uh, you know, I think uh, anybody wants to do a deep dive into uh, the characters, one of the two main characters of, uh, of this show has to check out the podcast, Rick. It's, uh, it's, it's required, uh, required listening. Yeah. You know, it's a good point. You brought that up. Uh, we did do a deep dive into Sam Wilson, the Falcon, and we did his origin. And uh, when we say a deep, deep dive, like we went into not only uh, Sam's introduction in, um, I think in the early 70s, but we, uh, there was a couple of additional stories that we, we tapped into that broke into his background. So that is episode number 14. If you want to go back and take a listen to that, uh, highly recommend if you want to learn more about Sam Wilson's character, the Falcon, and how he was introduced into the comics. And then in episode 17, uh, we, we, we touched on a current story of John Walker uh, as the U.S. agent. So, um, yeah, we got, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're your one-stop shop when it comes to learning about these characters in, uh, in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, and again, uh, just a shout out to Ash for taking the time to join us tonight. Uh, I think it's I think it's important that we spice up our relationship every now and again, Rick. Well, Bob, you know, I, I have to tell you, uh, after hearing about you cheating on me with other Facebook groups. <laughs> uh, and, and that's that's great that you brought that up. I forgot to mention. Um, so the next Falcon and Winter Soldier reaction uh, episode, which is we're going to do these every Sunday when um uh, to talk about that particular episode so the next five weeks we'll be doing this um next week we're gonna have on dave widham i hope i'm pronouncing that right dave widham uh he is a huge john walker fan so who better to have on because i'm pretty sure next week's episode is going to be like an origin episode of and, and the backstory of john walker and how he became captain america so let's uh let's talk talk about that next week with dave yeah dave's got a dave has a wealth of information uh and knowledge about uh, about john so it, it's going to be a great conversation yep all right well as always i've enjoyed wrapping cap with you bob me too rick let's do this again all right talk soon i'm rick verbanis he's bob lucius and you've been listening to the captain america comic book fans podcast Thank you.